boom, boom. The Steve Maraboli Podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness, and a little bit of a snow blizzard happening outside. A little bit. You guys couldn't cancel a show for a brother? You nope. couldn't just... No snow day for you. No days off. <laughs> just no days off. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody who's listening. We're here for you, man. Check out... Uh, uh, our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and also please a five-star rating make it count let other people find it i'm all about just making this available 100 free for everybody everywhere and sometimes we just need your help having other people find it so i hope you're all having a great day it's snowy blizzardy uh here in new york and here we are at the layover media studios how are you? Welcome to Welcome the studio, back. Steve. <laughs> Thanks. It's so good to have it, you here. It's your favorite weather. It is my favorite weather. I absolutely love blizzards, snow. It's just a, it's just a all celebration of all things I love. Tears are Cold, streaming. snow, and ice coming down at the same time. You're that. People driving like it's 80 degrees out, so yep. just cars <laughs> sliding everywhere. But no, happy to be here. I think that... Um, uh, that because I travel so much, I'm able to not have the same level of visceral mm -hmm. response to snow as I used to when I was a little more stationary, like when, when snow would hit, I'd mm -hmm. be like, like my soul would die. I really do think like it's a, and this is no comparison to anyone else's trauma, but I'm going to share some <laughs> of my trauma. And I really do think that having been stationed in the military in North Dakota, like in northern North Dakota and the northern plains. And so it was just so cold, so snowy. And me as a as a military policeman, my job was to stand out there and like stare at a fence some days or stand in front of an airplane like, oh, make sure no one takes this airplane. And I'm just standing there at 18, 19 years old, freezing and for like oh hours and at like i'm saying 12 hours was your shift That's so terrible. i'm standing out there for 12 hours frozen yeah. and miserable and like becoming a philosopher mm -hmm. like becoming <laughs> who i am now like oh i should have been better in school <laughs> like i should have listened to my parents it was so cold and it was really funny is that sometimes it would be so cold in north dakota some of the nicest people you'll ever meet one of the most beautiful serene places mm -hmm. you'll ever be However, when you have to stand outside for really a long, long amount of hours, you kind of just, I don't hate the place, but I sure did hate that weather for a long time. It would be so cold that, you know, military dogs, like the police dogs, uh, so you'd be on post and there'd be some sort of like military exercise. So you're outside a lot. As a policeman, you're outside a lot. And you know, like, no, you guys have to do the searches yourself now because it's too cold for the dogs to be outside. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like, it's too what? cold for the dogs. Yeah, it's too cold for the dogs, but we're all out here. And it yeah. was just, I remember being 18 or 19 and thinking, I really have to reassess my life when they just said, too cold for the dogs, out, oh, no. but you got to go you out there and don't, and don't complain, you know? And so oh. I remember that. But I, th I really do think that after that is where I spent so many years, like when it got cold and just windy and I just like my part of my soul would like die and I'd be like, maybe I, I could have built, possibly built a whole career around avoiding a winter like yeah. that because it's, it was just bad. So, but now I, I travel so much and I get to be in so many different places and, 
and uh, so the the winter the winter doesn't bother me as much. And also, sounds a little cheesy, <laughs> but it's nice to be home. Aww. You know, it's Aww. nice to Aww. it's nice yeah. to to see familiar and and to just be home. So yeah. and so so it is nice. And thank you guys for having me here. What are we doing today? What are we doing? You you have a lot of great posts. A lot of great. Um, Pieces from books that have to do with being cold in the military. Yeah, really like I'm telling you, when I like tell you your... I became a philosopher, yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. Like the the the, the seeds, clicked. the seeds of philosophy. Because don't forget, in those moments, you I was just out there. Like mm -hmm. so, I'm just you're just talking to yourself. It's not even like you're with somebody. I was just out there in front of an airplane for 12 hours, and it's just. I'm out there, I'm pacing back and forth, and the joke is like, you know how many steps it is from one wing to the other? Mm -hmm. And I guess some people were counting steps. I wasn't counting steps. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about what I might have read or having endless conversations with myself and, and kind of becoming a philosopher. I'm not even kidding. And so I really think that that was that. And, and yeah, you, you do learn uh, certain like winter survival, and I would mm -hmm. liken it to, and especially when I think back, I start likening world uh, and life um, lessons mm -hmm. to to winter survival. Like the, I think there was one that that I wrote that was um, when things get cold, right? Yeah. When things so get I cold. remember we we were sitting in. Do you mind if I tell it real no, quick? Please, please tell. So I remember we were sitting in like winter survival class, and they were talking about um, because we were in northern North Dakota talking about what happens when when you ha you're in, a, in an emergency like you need to get warm because mm -hmm. this is what happens when you're in this level of cold Jeez. and they would explain that like your extremities start first the the your fingertips mm -hmm. and all that like that starts feeling numb and cold first <laughs> and then it goes from the outside to the inside like that and mm -hmm. that's how you can kind of gauge how much trouble you're in so it was that like the things furthest from your heart, you know, your heart being in the middle, pumping mm -hmm. the blood, the things furthest from your heart, your extremities, your toes, your fingers, and then your, your hands, your feet, those get cold first because they're the furthest from your right. heart. Makes sense. And that was great for winter survival. But I remember thinking like, wait, that's, that's life 101 <laughs> also. Like the, when things mm -hmm. get cold in your life, it's because they're furthest from your heart. Oh, yeah. They're furthest from your behaviors. Mm -hmm. When your relationship's getting cold, it's because it's furthest from your heart, from your behaviors, and you have to bring it closer, bring it closer to warm it back up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it was that. Your career's getting cold. I always wanted to do this, and now it's just, just a distant dream. Yeah, it's cold because <laughs> it's so far from your heart. It's so far from what you're thinking and behaving. Bring it closer, and it'll get warmer, and that's how... And and it's a it was really a a life lesson. So, so uh, so yeah. So again, yeah. I see a blizzard outside coming here today, <laughs> yeah. and I'm already a philosopher again. I love the uh, awesome. jumpstart one too, where that that piece jumpstart. Yeah, well, so you know good. what? So thanks. So we're now. So this is like a military flashback yeah, show. It is. So so in North Dakota again. <laughs> so North Dakota had some pretty interesting things. Well, it was it was like they had some like neighbor laws, and I mm -hmm. forget what kind of rules they were and to to the degree that they were laws that were written down or they were just laws that were understood right 
uh, amongst those where always pull over for someone who's in the highway, like on the side of the highway, like their car seems to be stranded. Mm -hmm. Pull over and make sure they're okay. Oh, I like that. Why? Because they could die. Oh. Because it's yeah, freezing, freezing outside. And and I'm, when I'm saying cold out, it's mm -hmm. not it's not New York cold. Mm -hmm. It's super windy and 10, 20, 30 below zero. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like you're you're in oh. the northern plain. It is cold out and you will die out there. So um you if somebody's walking, you pick them up. Like and yeah. there there's like it's North Dakota, so there's no like crime yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no crime like you could pick somebody up safely and yeah. it was and that and so if their their cars pulled over you pull over hey you okay do you need anything cell phones mm -hmm. didn't exist at that time so like can't they you can't call anyone and you're in north dakota and you might be the only person swinging by like they're oh, they're wow. it's oh, not yeah. like it's new york city traffic it's not new york traffic, not long island traffic it's north dakota so if you're on the highway there might be, and it's like an off hour. There's a blizzard or something like that. You you might, if your car gets stuck, you might be stuck. So most people have in their car a winter survival kit in case their stuff Jeez. does get stuff like heat and that kind yeah. of stuff, like try to survive until somebody passes and stops. Oh, my gosh. So when you pass someone who's pulled over, you stop. Well, anyways, amongst those things, you'd find a lot of times it was super cold, so, and people in North Dakota, anyone listening to this show in North Dakota will know, and, and I'm sure it happens to other states in that kind of area. They were, most cars had with them engine block heaters. So, yeah. So like, you know, yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's, it's, I've never seen it other than in North Dakota, but every car in North Dakota had it. And, and people in North Dakota right now are laughing mm -hmm. because yes, they have it. So your car out out of the front was like this little plug that that when you went to a shopping mall or a parking lot most parking lots had like outlets in them hmm. i know this sounds strange it and, and it's mm -hmm. hard to explain because it's the only place i've seen it so parking lots had outlets to them and most people had like extension cords and you would mm -hmm. plug your car in you plug your car in or you'd go to the mall and it was not uncommon to just see a bunch of cars running in the parking lot in the mall. And again, safe. No one's stealing your car. And if they did, where are they going? Yeah. The closest city to where we were was like a two-hour drive. Like you're not going anywhere. And it's yeah. one road. So um, so what those things are is that you plug that in and it heats your engine block mm -hmm. because oftentimes it's so cold. Your car won't start. Like, it's too cold for mm -hmm. your car to start. That's crazy. So you have to keep the engine block warm or else you, your car lives till the spring, right? So what? so, so, um, a lot of times batteries would die. It was so cold. You'd have, like, the, the diehard battery, the winter diehard mm -hmm. battery, like, to try and, because it was really, really cold. I can't stress that enough. And so um, – a lot of times you jumpstart. Everyone had jumper cables. You have to jumpstart people's cars. So you learn that that's a pretty common occurrence. My car didn't start. You were in wherever too long. And it was just, that's just, that was just day to day life yeah. there. It's weird mm -hmm. to hear it here, but over there it was day to day life. And they're life. just regular cars, right? Just regular cars. All right. So just day to day life there. So you just jumpstart their car. But again, becoming philosophical, right. I would say, like, isn't that interesting? And going back to that, like, guru mentality that we've been talking about the past couple of shows that how important it is that I feel that you should help people and then move on. 
and, and make it so that they have, like what I just said at the beginning of the show, hey, we make this free for everybody. Please tell other people mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, and it's just make it available, but don't make them dependent on you. Tell them how powerful they are, mm -hmm. right? And that's, I think, what our job is. And I think yeah. that gets lost in the guru mindset because they want you to be, they they need you. That's what that's how they make their money. But anyways, with the with the, the reason I'm saying that is, I always found it so interesting if you watch how you, this jumpstart works. So there's the battery that does work, and you connect it to the battery that doesn't, right? So you connect this, and it starts, right? Now, you don't have to teach the battery that's lost its mojo, the, la the battery that's lost its power and feels disempowered, right? Mm -hmm. When you're making that connection, you're not teaching that battery how to be a battery. Right. You are simply providing the spark that reminds it how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. You, it, it had somewhere because it got cold. Mm -hmm. It forgot, it lost its power. And what your powerful battery does is simply remind it of its power. And then what do you do when you remind it of its power? The car starts, right? Do you stay connected to it and drive along next to it the whole time connected with the wires and say, don't forget, <laughs> I brought you back. Don't forget, you need me. Don't forget, you know, don't yeah. forget. No. Mm -mm. As soon as you remind it of its power and its purpose to be a battery, you remind it of power and its purpose to be a battery, to fuel this vehicle's journey, right? To provide the power for this journey. As soon as that's done, that spark is there. You disconnect and let it be on its way. And that same battery that you just jump-started Maybe the next day will be used to jumpstart a different battery at a different location. And the same process keeps happening. And at no time is any battery telling another battery how to be a battery. It is simply reminding it of its intent and the power and its purpose. And that's jumpstarting. That's what we're doing here. Sometimes people listening or reading some of our stuff, and I know you're going to go over the the, the highlights of mm -hmm. the week or yep. whatever. The, the people reading that stuff, what we're doing is jumpstarting. We're jumpstarting them and they're reminding them. I don't have to tell them. I have to remind them. And that's why they like the stuff that we write because it's not that you're teaching me as much as you're reminding me that I'm better than mm -hmm. this. You're reminding me that I can do this. Yeah. You're reminding me that I want this and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're reminding me that I'm flawed and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're reminding me that I love and it's okay. You're reminding them. And that gets lost in our thing where, where our gurus are trying to teach them a new way. And it's actually, if you do it this way and, it, and you wish it was true, but it's not true. So it yeah. kind of it kind of throws you off and it's that's that. But what we're doing is jump-starting them, reminding them of their purpose, their power. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And another thing that I did learn years and years ago in freezing North mm. Dakota. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. beautiful. What a, what a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing with all of us. You're welcome, Stephanie. <laughs> that was weird. That was super weird. Super weird. <laughs> 
And see, there's no video today, so like that, the the look she just gave us both. Uh, thank you. You're, well, you're welcome, Stephanie. That's so. I took a drink of coffee, and I just. No, no, I know. I, I just stopped talking, and yeah. you're like, oh, I gotta fill this. Gotta, <laughs> Wait, you're the speaker, so not I'm me. Still like learning to speak. Uh, you're the speaker, oh, not me. I gotta fill this. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, I definitely need the coffee because. Yeah. It's late. It's late. <laughs> it's late. It's and so I need the coffee. Yeah. Long day. And uh, I'm working out yeah. with Longo today. Cool. Doing nice. a little jujitsu. Longo's there hitting Strong. it. Longo looks great. He's in this. He's over 60 or he's 60. He's like 63. I think. Yeah. And he's just killing it, man. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. what's my excuse? You know, so yeah. I have to get in there and stay strong. So I have a, a, a couple of great things happening. And um, as far as this goes and just things I want to do for myself as far as jujitsu goes. So I'm staying every every moment I can. My schedule's tight, but every moment I can sneak away and 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 learn some deadly techniques. <laughs> I yeah. do. I do. But it makes for yeah. a long day. So yeah. I appreciate the coffee. What I like what you said. What you know, what's what's my excuse we posted a picture of a little boy hooked up to an oxygen tank yeah brutal brutal in the sense that like first of all yeah. you feel for that kid second yeah. like what's your excuse man? yeah like what like when you see that you're like wait so what mm -hmm. like, yeah. little kids like in a competition somewhere like you're like wait what yeah, and, and there's a million of these type of pictures out there of people who who might be in wheelchairs and might mm -hmm. be like, like no legs and yeah. like running, like it's it's right. insane. So it's like, yeah, what's what's your excuse? And it's it's a it's an easy thing to say, and that's what I really like to hit home with. Where, yeah, what's your excuse? It's an easy thing to say, but the reason I'm saying like it makes for a long day, is because it's not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so don't think that for me, everyone out there, don't think that for me. It's, oh, you just get to this point where, oh, you just get it and you're just in full alignment and rest isn't fantastic and it's not so much better to sit on a couch. Like, no, you have to, you have to bring yourself there. You have to, I train with professional athletes at times and those professional athletes have to talk themselves into going there. Once they're there, they're okay. Cause again, you start moving, the chemicals start reinforcing your behavior, but you, you, so you, it's not easy. It it does take sacrifices, and there's a million other ways that you can spend your time, and you have to prioritize. And it's just it's just not easy. It's not easy. So uh, yeah, so we're out there, and again, um, you have to decide what you want, and 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 start heading in that direction, and pay attention to the things that get in the way. <laughs> but that's I think that's the thing I do the most now is pay attention to things that get in the way, including and more importantly, and most <laughs> abundantly myself <laughs> we were going through a we were going chris and i were going through some posts that we put up this week uh-huh and we posted this one that just people resonated with so much it's when you are a good person you don't lose people they lose you yeah i i mean that's that's something that takes see what happens is like the the, the curse of the good person is that they feel. Mm. Yeah. So you're a good person because you feel. Like so you you, you emote. You right. have like this you have this feeling. It's it's a it's a it's a sense of you don't have to be told 
put yourself in someone else's shoes. You live that way. You have that mm -hmm. perspective of what does this other person feel, right? And so when people don't like that or they they use you, and, and the reason that, that I resonate with this is because a lot of times, and I've said this before and I mean it wholeheartedly, we do get addicted to the way that some people abuse us. We get addicted to the way we get used. Mm -hmm. And even though it hurts us, even though the time that we do stand up or we stop allowing ourselves to be abused this way, um, and I don't mean just physical abuse, I mean uh, psychological mm -hmm. abuse, yeah. just general right. abuse where there's takers, like it's not even, it's just takers, that when they stop or they go away and, and you know basically go find someone else to do that to, you don't see it that way. You're like, well, was I not? It's a, it's a painful thing to come to the realization that that person was never about you as much as they were about what you offer them. Oof. So that yeah. becomes a painful realization. You're like, shit, like what, what about me? Like, won't, won't you miss me? Mm -hmm. No, they won't. They miss what you gave them and what you were to them, but not you which is why it was such a one-sided relationship. Yeah. So it takes you a while to realize this. When you are a good person, you don't lose people. They lose you. They don't see it. They're short-sighted. They're in this survival mode where they just take, 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 yeah. take, 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 you know, crumbs, 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 yeah. crumbs, instead of realizing they had someone good in you. Mm-hmm. It had somebody good in you. It's like the thing I say, like, hey, if you're, if if I, uh, if you pickpocket me, you mm -hmm. know, for two hundred dollars, if you would have just told me you need money, I would have given you five because yeah. you missed you missed the money I had in my other pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But instead, you're worried about pickpocket, and mm -hmm. you take you steal two hundred, and I would have given you five if you just wow. told me. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who don't see it that way, and they just crumb, crumb, crumb. They take, take, take from all these, and they're kind of like survivalists, like animal survivalists, and they don't realize the emotional toll it takes on people who have feelings <laughs> and who yeah. recognize it and who, who aren't playing that game they're playing. You're just being nice. And so you're a good person. You feel like you lost them but it sucks the realization that you really never had them. Mm -hmm. It was you had their interest because you were doing something or giving something. And beyond that, that was their relationship with you. That's why when you stopped, they stopped. Yeah. And so that's that. So there's there's a lot of pain in this wisdom. When you're a good person, you don't lose people; they lose you. On the other side of it, now you're just like, hey, listen. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like you had, you could have had so much more with me than just that. But if that's what you're looking for, no, I, that's not me. I'm not a well, endless well for that. Right. I'm not an endless well for that. I have greater standards for myself mm -hmm. for that. And even if I didn't a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I do now. Yeah. Even if I didn't yesterday, I don't owe you shit. I do now. I have a new standard now, right? New standards, who this? Right? <laughs> so, you you can do that yeah. and you can just say hey and it sucks in the beginning because you do get 
used to being used in that way mm-hmm. or abused in that way. But in the end, you realize like, wow, like I'm good. Yeah. They, they, they lost me. And it's, it's that idea of, of uh, what's the other one where it's it, the other uh, quote where it's like, you, you, I didn't lose you. You lost me. And you'll look for me in every new person. And I mm-hmm. won't be found. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. lost something good. And it takes that power, that jumpstart power at some point yeah. to realize you lost something good. And I didn't lose you. I never had you. Right. You lost something good because I am good and worth more than you valued me at. And I think that that's why it resonates with people because it at some point you start realizing that. It's, it's I love the empowered perspective on that because it doesn't put you in kind of like a in like a, a sadness about like it doesn't. It's sad because it's, it's sad, true. It's but, sad that like we have to. It's kind of like it's sad that you have to lock your doors because someone might break into your house. Yeah. In the right. same way, it's sad that you have to set up emotional parameters mm-hmm. because people will violate them, mm-hmm. but they do. Right. So it is sad in one degree, but in another degree, it is yeah, empowering it because is. you're like, wait a second. There's something yes. you can do about it. At some point, I, I'm not going to argue with reality mm-hmm. anymore. Some people are just going to see that and you want to, them to see more. Mm-hmm. You want them to see more and see you for the value that you are for their life and they just don't see it. Yeah. And at some point, you can realize and just say, listen, that sucks because I didn't lose you. You lost me. I was mm-hmm. so much more. Even though you didn't see it, I was so much more. And you will. You will look for that. You will look for me mm-hmm. in every new person. You may not even know you're looking for <laughs> me. You, every new person won't be good enough, won't be mm-hmm. anything, and, and you won't yeah. even know because you had something good and threw it away. Yeah. And you won't even know why you're not, you're not finding it anymore. And you're looking for me, and I will not be found. That's oh, that's Powerful. so good. What other what other one did really well this week? Yeah, everything. Oh, I'm gonna go with that everything. Let me see what you guys did. Yeah. So everything. I I saw like the the uh, I got I just got to the point where I decided that I want to live an unbullshitified life. That, I love that. Yeah. Well, I, well because I want to like do like in my mind when I'm just sitting somewhere and mm-hmm. things are going through my head. Like I want to do. Like it, it should be like, you know how they do like the boom roasted. Yeah. Like, like well, you know, with Michael yeah. Scott. Yeah, like boom roasted, boom roasted. Michael Scott, yeah, boom yeah. roasted. Yeah. Of course. I want to do like I, I wish that people had the power. We can make it something where it's just this like what we were just talking about. So you have that taker in your life. Mm-hmm. You have that 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 uh, abusive person in your life. You have that drama in your life. That's it. Today's the day. Like you go, you do it. Yeah, yeah, you say, I'm done. Don't call him anymore. New standards. Who this? Boom. I'm bullshitified. <laughs> I, that's <funny>. right? That's <laughs> oh awesome. my gosh. Like, I have this yeah. problem with you. Every time I hear from you, I'm feeling stressed. Don't contact me anymore. Boom. I'm bullshitified. Yeah, it needs to be oh, like a stamp. Or, or I just don't answer anymore. I change your name to do not answer on my phone. Boom. I'm bullshitified. What else we got? Oh, this person, this is drama, drama. 
disconnected. <laughs> boom, unbullshitified. Like you want to point at shit in your life yeah. and just boom, unbullshitified. Yeah. Done. Done with you. Done with this. Like I, I wish it could be like that. And it could be for some people when you get to that empowered state. But whenever I see that, I just got to a point where I decided I want to live an unbullshitified life. I remember where I was when I thought it. Yeah. Like there's there's so much bullshit. And like what what like I, it can't be everyone else's fault. Like I have to take responsibility here of like what I'm allowing in right. and what I'm contributing to and what I'm enabling. So it's like that thing, like you over there, boom, I'm bullshitified. <laughs> this over here, boom, I'm bullshitified. Mm-hmm. This, rip it up, throw it in the garbage, mm-hmm. boom, I'm bullshitified. What else? I don't hear from you anymore. You know why? Boom, I'm bullshitified. <laughs> like you, you want to, you want to do that. It's so, a movement. Yeah, yeah. like I, 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 in, in, awesome. whenever I see that, mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish it could just be that. Like you just point at shit. Boom, I'm bullshitified. Hey man, hey, are we going out to dinner uh, tomorrow night? Well, we'll see. I'll see how that. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm bullshitified. Don't worry Oof. about it. Done. Yep. Over. Disqualified yeah. from yeah. further engagement with mm-hmm. me. Like done. Like you want to do those things. Like just, just have that standard for yourself the unbullshitified standard hopefully we'll all get there and like i like i usually write with something like that like i hope life brings you to this yeah where it's like i was telling you like the the you you, you do work with people that you, you you contact them hey i want to do mm-hmm. this they don't get back yeah. to you they mm-hmm. kind of slow at getting back yeah. to you used to stress me out now boom unbullshitified <laughs> done oh you got red flags in my mm-hmm. t- I'm talking to you but i see a couple of flags Boom, I'm bullshitified. You don't even know I'm gone. Wow. You don't even know I'm gone. I'm like, that's it. Saw too many flags. Have a great day. Great, great day. Fight the second the door closes, boom, I'm bullshitified. <laughs> gone. Gone. Yeah. No. And so I, I really think cool. that that's a thing. And I saw that you guys posted that, and I love that. Yeah, people love that. That's got to be a, one of our top. What about when the right person, this one, when the right person hugs you, it's like medicine. I'm so grateful for those few people in my life who are good for my soul. Man, as you get older, don't you just realize this? Like what we were talking about with with, uh, my dear buddy Jenny. Mm, Like it's just quarters over over pennies, man. And you just get those those people in your your life that just feel like sunshine, Mm -hmm. that you're just happy, like the opposite. So you you get rid of the boom, I'm bullshit about Mm -hmm. it, right? You get rid of those. Every time you call, I have anxiety. So I'm not answering. Then there's the other people who every time they call or every time you talk to them, it's just like, dude, I could talk to you all day. Like you feel, like you feel healthy for me. Like you have those people. And that's what I was referring to when I wrote this. Like there's just some people that just, they're like medicine for your soul Mm -hmm. in the same sense that the people are, are, um, poison for your soul yeah we tend to focus on them like we Mm -hmm. we, how do i deal with this poison how do i deal with this and how do we we focus on it instead of being like boom i'm bullshitified Mm -hmm. gone i how i deal with it i don't (laughs) you do what my mom said or showed anyway Mm -hmm. you win 100 percent of every fight you don't engage in you don't. And wow. I'm trying to, how do I deal with this person who doesn't stop? Yeah. You know how you deal with it? Boom, I'm bullshitified. <laughs> yeah. Gone. That's how you deal oh, with it. I love that. They're going to be super mad. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I remember uh, uh, this movie. Neither of you probably remember this movie. But I remember, and my people out there remember. <laughs> 
It's uh, Lean On Me. Oh, yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Lean On Me. So <laughs> Joe Clark is this principal, and I want to say it was in New Jersey, right? Yes. So a tough guy. It's a, it's, a, it's a school district that's horrible, filled with gangs, drugs, mm-hmm. horrible. This tough guy gets in there. He's famous for holding a megaphone and a bat, mm-hmm. cleaning up mm-hmm. the school, like throwing out drug dealers, just ripping down the cages they had in the cafeteria. He's like, hey, if we treat them like animals, they're going to act like animals. Yeah. They're people. Let's give them school programs, good food. Let's, let's, make it a, let's paint this building. What's all this graffiti? Let's paint this building. Let's do all this. So it, it is it is fantastic, right? So, of course, the local people are, oh, well, how is he doing this and that? So the local, I want to say fire department, one of the tactics this guy uses, extreme, <laughs> one of the tactics he uses is he locks the, the doors. He chain locks the doors to the school other than like the main entrance. Mm-hmm. So he puts security guards at certain entrances and the other entrances of the school that there's no security guard, chain lock. Which is super illegal, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Fire hazard kind mm-hmm. of illegal, right? But he's his point is the the doors that don't have the guards, that's where the drug dealers are coming in. Students, the drug dealer students are mm-hmm. opening the door for the drug dealer dealers who are bringing the supply and drugs are coming into the school through the un the unguarded the unguarded mm-hmm. doors. So we're locking that shit. So he's she's chewing something extreme extreme with this school, right? So the reason I'm telling you all mm-hmm. this is because in one of the scenes, which is probably one of the most least popular <laughs> scenes, but for some reason really resonated with me with the boom, I'm bullshitified, is the fire marshal comes to the school and he sees Mr. Clark at the doorway and he's like, let me in there. You can't lock this up. And he's like, you don't have any permission to come in here. You go at this and you, he, he, kicks, he kicks the fire marshal out. Right. So successfully kicks the fire marshal out and he's walking back to his office. Mr. Mm-hmm. Clark's walking back to his office, proud of what he mm-hmm. just did. And, 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 and he has a vision for this school. Right. And he's walking back with his administrative helper. And he says, she says, you can't do that. He's like, I can't. <laughs> he said, you know what this guy's saying right now? He's saying that black bastard can't kick me out. You know where he's saying it? In the parking lot. <laughs> and I think like that's yeah. when, when, when you do boom, I'm bullshitified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those people are going to be like, you can't, you can't ignore me. You know where they're doing it? Somewhere, Somewhere I'm ignoring. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can just go be poison to somebody mm-hmm. else. Like mm-hmm. at some point, And again, with the unbullshitified movement. Yeah. It's like. Where where did I where did I start owing you an explanation? Yeah. For why I don't like the way you treat me. I don't owe you shit. I don't like the way you treat me. I don't like the way you feel in my life. Boom, I'm bullshit. No. That's it. I don't owe you shit. Yeah. Why well, here I'm trying to make you feel better mm-hmm. for me not liking the way you poison me. Nah. That is a huge flag of abuse. That's the best way to show you're abused. When you're apologizing to the abuser for not liking abuse. Boom. Unbullshitified. And so, yeah, I I, uh, I really like that uh, quote as well. And I'm glad you guys are killing it. Social yeah, media is doing amazing. It. I love speaking to people and, and during uh, the, my downtime, which is mostly travel time. Mm-hmm. I've been... Uh, 
staying connected with a lot of people, hundreds, hundreds of people yeah. on on Facebook and uh, Instagram. So thank you for that. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, everyone, for participating. <laughs> uh, you want to get to a uh, feedback? Sure. Okay. So let's see here. Okay, so Denise asks, someday iron sharpens iron, and someday I just may get to pick that brain of yours. But until then, whose brain would you like to pick and why? Um, <laughs> whose brain would I like to pick and why? Um, so it would be more like, for me, recreational mm -hmm. than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I think that I would love to just sit and ask like Neil deGrasse Tyson a bunch of questions that he'd find ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, dude, you obviously don't know shit. Mm -hmm. um, but I would like to have him or like Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Um, like ask him some questions I would have about evolutionary biology. Um, uh, and and the rest, like there's there's like sometimes if I have questions or I'm just curious about something, I have pretty cool people I can reach out to. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which are you know I I can, I can reach out to to pretty like the heads of most <laughs> things that I want to talk about. So that's really cool. That is cool. Um, so it would be mostly for like I I would like to sit with Neil deGrasse Tyson and just ask him some space questions. Like I have basic space questions that I'm not going to look up myself, mm -hmm. but in just general conversation, like, hey, curious how this works. And because I think practical in a practical manner, and, and I guess a lot of people don't, but I, I definitely think in a practical manner. So I'm curious about space stuff. But I'm confident I'll never be in space, so mm -hmm. it won't apply to me. So I'm just curious about it. It's not right. anything that I'm curious about that I think is applicable. I find out about, and I'm I'm pretty OCD. Like I dive in when I have a question about something that's on Earth mm -hmm. that I'm curious about. I'm it's it's for sure what I'm reading from night to day. And talking to the who's who in there from night to day until I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of it. That's interesting. Yeah, so I think like in that, like, like in that, I would, I, you know, a lot of people have like, oh, I would sit on the bench with Gandhi mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I would do that. I think that mm -hmm. I would, and, and if we're just talking about living people, I would, I would grab like a, somebody who, who doesn't, who knows a lot about things I don't know about. Like hey, that'd be cool. Yeah, like what's it? You know, a Neil deGrasse Tyson type. Like hey, what's what's this like on that? Or a Richard Dawkins. Like hey, what, yeah. how does this work? And tell me about tell me about bacteria. Like tell me how we're mostly bacteria. Yeah. Like let's talk yeah. about that. It, story. That's, that's it would crazy. be cool to be in a room with like a bunch of people that you like from different aspects, like science. But or you have things. to be able to be like yes, have but at the same time like. Ha like you have to do a lot for the fact that I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have yeah. a conversation. Like here, dear Richard Dawkins, mm -hmm. like I have a question that I know is blatantly dumb in your <laughs> world, but I'm seriously curious about mm -hmm. it. So tell me this. Like kind of like when I would ask, I have people who who, it's so weird to say, but there are people who who are like, 
like this this reader who was like, oh, one day maybe I'll be able yeah. to pick your brain. Like I find that mm -hmm. like crazy because, but there are people who when I meet them at an airport or something, they're like, hey, yeah, oh, I can't believe it's you. I've always wanted to ask you X, Y, D. And sometimes like, like I'm cool with it because mm -hmm. I know just about every question you're going to ask. Yeah. So I get it. Like, oh, I see. And, I, and I'll be able to say, oh, no, I totally get what you're saying because I used to think that way too. But if you think about it, this, 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 this. I would hope that like a Richard Dawkins or a Neil deGrasse Tyson would be like that to me. Yeah. Like where I could be like, hey, I don't understand basics, man. <laughs> and so if you, and, and I would hope they'd be like, oh, I totally get why you think that. And this is why blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would hope yeah. they'd be like that. Sometimes I fear they wouldn't. Dawkins is saying, well, it's in this uh, Unweaving the Rainbow book. Go read it. Yeah. Or Dawkins would be like, you know, go oh. get, go get something, you know, get a certain degree in microbiology and then ask no. a better question. Like, nah. Do you remember? But you don't know if he'd be like that. I just, no, I would know. fear that he would be like <laughs> yeah. that. Neil deGrasse Tyson seems like he, He's a, a a an educator, mm -hmm. so I feel like yeah. he 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 would be great for yeah. like everywhere from PhD students to an elementary school. Yeah. Like I think yeah, he'd be absolutely. fine. Re remember, we would have people on the show who we you would talk to them about something, and they'd say, "Well, it's in my book." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, thanks." Oh, all right. Well, because they were coming on a... to again, again with those those people. So many of them would send like the pre questions, like. Oh, this no. is what I want you to ask me. Dude, never. I'm never no. asking you no. any of Now that you've sent these, these are the only questions I will not ask you. <laughs> like, I want to have yeah. a conversation with yeah. you. Don't... So in your book, you describe <laughs> the blah, blah. Can you go further in that? I'm never asking no. you that, dude. Now that you put that there, I can't ask you it. I'm just going to talk to you about regular shit. And yeah. what, you find out why they had those questions like that because they can't carry a regular conversation. Nope. Nope. And now, like, now that I know the system, mm -hmm. the, the publishing system a little bit better they probably they probably wrote a fraction of their book yeah. like that they, they, they right and then so they don't know how to answer it, it because they didn't fucking write it yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it's mm -hmm. it's that but i would i would go with to answer her question i would go with uh like neil degrasse tyson uh, 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 richard dawkins mm -hmm. um something like that where i could just be like i want to sit in the room with someone who uh, who knows the the insides and out of 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 the real UFO alien programs mm -hmm. in the Air Force and that, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that's who I'd want to talk to, just silly stuff. But the rest, you know, yeah. it, it has anything to do with our day-to-day -day Earth kind of stuff. I'm pretty much, <laughs> I have my crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It would be really cool to, like, sit at a dinner table with just a bunch of different people from different things. And, just... and but and most importantly, like, people who, who aren't selling something. Yeah. yeah. So, just like, you're just something. at a table... And you're not trying to sell your ideology. Like not even formal. Just like, like no. just like, just like the the, it's yeah. To be like, you know, sit at the table with the Pope, but he's not being the Pope. But he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like not you're in. safe to just be the dude who's just <laughs> like, hey man, from like, Argentina, and like soccer, and like yeah, I was a bouncer at a bar. Bouncer. That guy. Yeah. Not the, don't yeah. give me the Pope guy. Right. Yeah. Give yeah, me like I that. Talk guy. To the pope. Right, right. Okay. Don't right. It's like it's like let me just let me talk to you before you were the pope. Like yeah, let me yeah. talk to mm -hmm. like CEO guy who made it to pope. You know, like let me let me do that. And so that kind of stuff I think mm -hmm. would be great with all different kinds of people. Um it, that's a challenge, but yeah. but like I think like a Neil deGrasse Tyson would be that kind of guy. I think he just shoots from the hip and you know, mm -hmm. he just he means it. He wants to educate on science. Yeah. So that kind yeah. of stuff. But 
other than that, unless somebody knows about the UFO programs and mm-hmm. they're going to be honest about <laughs> it, and not that I believe in anything in particular, I just because you hear so many different things, like, hey, tell me this. How does this work? Yeah. This is what I think. Yeah. And tell me, you know, this is what I think is happening. You tell me what you guys think is happening. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be yeah, fantastic. That would be really cool. That was a great question. That was a great Thank question. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Denise. Uh, a, a very popular post this week that <laughs> we put up, Ask Cole. Oh, Ask Cole? Ask Cole. Yeah, because we all have that. Yeah, it's funny. We all have that. The Ask Cole person who constantly asks for your advice yet always does the opposite <laughs> of what you tell them. That's like the, <laughs> it's just funny because it's not, it's like the most common thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not even being judgy. You know, I've been an asshole plenty. Yeah. Most people who are alive have been an asshole. We, we've done the opposite of what someone yeah. tells us. I think that, uh, you know, the, the idea of, you know, I, I like to make a mistake several times, you know, just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> like that's because you're an asshole. <laughs> like not only are you an asshole to no. other people, but you're an asshole in your own life where like you make a mistake and, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, man, I got to make sure I don't do that again. And guess what you do next? Again, you do it yeah, again. Well, and that's just the way that that goes. Yeah. I think that that's... I'm never going to drink sure. again. I'm never going to drink <laughs> again. You're puking <laughs> your lungs out. I'm never going to drink again. And and there you are. And so, like, I think ask Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you ever notice how some people will, like, comment something like, not nasty, but like taking it way too seriously. I see that. Yeah, I see that. I some read like every comment. Stuff yeah, like in there something too, like it's like they just take it so seriously and something like. And sometimes I feel like commenting like, "Wow, you're fun," but like I don't want to do that no. because that I don't want that to be taken the wrong no, way either. Because again, the reason I like responding to people via voice is because I can say. Like, dude, you're fun. Totally. Oh, yeah, it's important. like, hey, man, it's just fun. Like, we're not being seriously calling someone an asshole no, and like making this a thing. Funny. It's just funny because we're all assholes. Yeah. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. And so, but you can't write that. So, if I no. just do like, dude, you're fun, I look <laughs> like a dick when I'm being a dick, but like in a funny way. Playful. Not, yeah, 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 not like a judgy Playful. one, but like, and just we can't like, dude, do that. we're all, yeah. we're <laughs> all in this together. Like, of course, yeah. this is funny. Like, it's yeah. not. Don't take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. If you're an asshole, which you 100% are, if you're mad at that, mm-hmm. um, then just laugh at it. We're all that, dude. All that. Like, it's just, yeah. it, it, so, but you can't really write it. No, we put up a really empowering post the other day. You are not fat. You have fat. You also have fingernails. But, but you are not, not fingernails. fingernails. Right. How could you be mad at that? Somebody found a way. Oh, there were a couple that were like, <laughs> I, w- I couldn't believe that somebody found a way to take offense you, to you that. You couldn't believe it for real? Well, I am fingernails. I get fingernails. so defensive. You've been, you've been like, connected to <laughs> the I public for no. all these years and you <laughs> couldn't no. believe it. Okay, I couldn't believe it, but I can't. It always bothers me. <laughs> I, I, have, I have received messages like from things I wrote when <laughs> I was like 20. Kind of mm-hmm. Like the... the um, the empowered woman is powerful beyond measure, beautiful beyond description. Something that like, I wrote like yeah. I was like twenty two. Mm-hmm. And some and someone would be like, You don't tell me who's fucking beautiful. I, I decide yeah. like like yeah. wait, I'm just it's something I wrote first of all twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like how are you mad? That I'm saying, like, when you're empowered, it radiates from the inside, and it's just beautiful. 
how dare you call me beautiful? Like, I didn't call you beautiful. I'm saying it is empowering that mm-hmm. you're beautiful. And, like, they'll get mad at it. I'm like, oh, I'm not engaging this. Yeah. Boom, yeah. unbullshitified. Boom, unbullshitified. You, if if you're in a, in a in a psychological state where that make, where someone at a time where it was necessary to point this out, how, how, that rat that what I would I would eventually call unapologetic self. Yeah. When that unapologetic self was for me, that was beautiful. That was radiant. And that, and me growing up, that was the people who got that. The Madonnas of the mm-hmm. world. And again, you two are younger, but Madonna was like, wow, this is Madonna. And why? Because she just did what she mm-hmm. wanted. Like she was who she was and they nobody was gonna tell her. And to me that's like beautiful and then people like that as i would meet people who would just do their own thing like that there's a beauty to that and it's not necessarily like a wow you're so beautiful beautiful it's like a there's a beauty to that and so i would say that express that and and what got like a hundred percent when i when in that's in the first book a hundred percent of people like amazing yes thank you celebrities oh that last this guy's word steve is amazing and now here we are 20 years later of course it's in a book, so it doesn't go away. Right. You know, it's a snap. What books are, basically, or my books specifically, are just pictures, snapshots of thoughts I had. So they don't go away any more than a picture of me from 20 years ago goes away. But you can't, you're not going to yell at me for what I look like in the picture. Like, But people will be like, how dare you say this? How dare you say this? Like, how dare I say, like, we get to decide what we're if we're beautiful or not like, I, i'm not arguing that with you that wasn't the point of this and i'm not engaging in that but and it's such a small percentage of people who would do that but to your point Stephen, like people get mad and it's just listen you could you want to be mad at something i said 20 years ago in good faith in good spirit said something empowering and inspiring that 99.999 percent of the world has found inspiring because it's been translated into 30 languages. If you want to be mad at that, boom, I'm bullshitified. You go ahead and be mad somewhere else. Yeah. And you could point it at me if you want, but I'm not engaging. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to argue with you that you're mad. It sucks that it makes you mad, but it's not my intent. My no. intent was to say something great that most people found great. Uh, yeah. It's our most, our most shared quotes by celebrities, women, are empowering women quotes and people love and it's great i'm so grateful for for all these people who share that i don't share it as often unfortunately because women don't like it's coming from a man okay but but but, so yes and so this is the point i'm trying to make and this is where where i follow my own shit Mm -hmm. excuse me so this is where i follow my own shit where if that's the case, then yes, we post it less in that sense because be, I have to also pay attention to the fact that if the times have come where that isn't as welcome as it used to be, then I'm also not going to argue that. Yeah. Like, right. why mm-hmm. would I argue that? It's still being shared. And it's still shared it. and the people who love mm-hmm. it, love it. And this is what you learn mm-hmm. in, in my world. You sing the song in your heart. Yeah. And the people who it resonates with are going to dance to it. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't, won't. And some people might complain that the music sucks. And some might complain it's too loud. But most people either dance or not dance. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I found. And again, if you find that 
hey, when we post this, more and more people aren't liking it, even though they loved it 20 years ago. Well, then they don't like it. I'm yeah. not going to argue it. Like, right. then they yeah. don't like it. Then I'm okay with that. Well, there's some things that, there's some quotes that you're like, oh, I can't believe I wrote that. That's so popular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I completely, like, I'm not yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Oprah just shared it yeah, last Oprah week. Yeah, Oprah just said, oh, this is amazing. But for me, I was like, yeah, I remember when 22-year-old <laughs> me thought that. I think a little different now. Yeah. But it is, again, it's a picture of, right. It's a picture of my thoughts yeah. from 20 years ago. And that's. I can't argue it. Yeah, like I, I remember when I was that age and that's what I thought. And there's somebody who's in that same point in their life, not necessarily the same age, but at the same point in their life where that resonates with. Why would I steal that from them? Because I think differently now. That's that's not something to, to argue. And some people do do that. They're like, hey, you wrote this and then you also wrote this and it contradicts. Yeah, well, they're also... Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't see yeah. it in the right. quotes, but it's actually 20 years apart. And yeah, I think differently than I did some of the things. I think differently than yeah. I did 20 years ago. You evolved. You grew. Well, that's why some books have like updated. This is this uh, the 2003, <clears throat> and then they update it. This is the 2000. Yeah. Like they have, yeah, like yeah they have different Edition. versions. Thank editions. you. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to think of that word. I would have, you should have just let I it couldn't know. It <laughs> so, yeah, so I see also yeah. on your social media that you mm -hmm. put, uh, oh, and by the way, everybody, I know I say this every week and keep saying it, it's Steve Maraboli, one word, that's one word, Steve Maraboli on Twitter and Instagram, uh, both have the blue verified check marks, that is the only Steve Maraboli page there is. If you're interacting with any other page, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's author Steve Maraboli. Also, the blue verified check mark, the only pay mm -hmm. Facebook page you have. So we have one Instagram page, one Twitter page. Both of those are just at Steve Maraboli. And the one Facebook page, which is author Steve Maraboli. All three have a blue verified check mark. And, um, and that's that. Now, you, you just kind of resuscitated our Pinterest page. Yeah. Does that mm -hmm. also do verified or does that not have uh, our, like if, messaging con like can some creep make a fake Pinterest page and try and message no, our, our people? Our website is on the bio and it's a verified website. So Okay, so we're verified. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so so folks make sure that you're dealing with the verified pages is what I'm saying and you can do that by blue check mark and I'm looking on the Facebook page and you did write to uh, uh, to everybody today, recording a new episode of the Steve Maraboli podcast. Submit your questions below. We'll get to as many as we can. And I want to shout out to Christine, Lisa, Denise, Angela, Trudy, Mary, Kathy, Verna, Connie, <laughs> Connie again, Lucy, <laughs> Kat, and Jet. Everyone for writing in. And uh, bah, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Do you have any more questions or is that it? We have some that's fun. done? We have some fun questions. Well, Angela wants to know who, who, who's your role model? Do you have a role model? Um, uh, not like one specific role model, mm -hmm. um, but I do take f things that I like from, uh, from everybody. I find, I don't know where I read it. But years and years ago, and maybe it could have been as far back as from when I was a kid, when I was reading that kind of stuff when I mm -hmm. was a kid, it was like, make a list 
of five or 10, I forget the exact number, but like make a list of five or 10 things that you really, of, I think it started like make a list of the five or 10 people you admire the most and then what you admire the most about those people. Now you have a list of things, qualities you want to have. You you wrote and that. Then, That's cool. in our book. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So then make a list mm-hmm. of the negative and the things you don't admire. And now you have a list of mm-hmm. ways you don't want to behave, right? So I don't really make lists anymore. But I do when I read about somebody. when I do, Like I admire certain things and I cull that for myself. Like let me find that to be true about myself. Dr. King dangerous unselfishness Mm -hmm. i love that shit but um because remember i told you before like i dive into something when i like it yeah yeah (laughs) so there's a blessing and a curse when it comes to that stuff because and i know i have to tread really lightly on this can i do this for a second Yeah. yeah i wonder if if social media like exist today you know how like we know everything like if if our favorite celebrity burps too loud mm-hmm. we know about it right so we know their insides and outsides of their life and we can decide accordingly right like there's a big hubbub about there's a, like a michael jackson movie coming out yeah. or something mm-hmm. right yep. and people like there's a there's a hubbub about it right like mm-hmm. who's pro it who's anti right. it oh my god what is this what is that so Michael Jackson accused of some pretty nasty things. I don't I don't know if it's true, if it's false. I don't know any of that. But I do know that it has affected the Michael Jackson legacy, right? right. So here we had, before he was accused of these things, we had perhaps the greatest entertainer ever, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And now that's been, you know, people might not listen to his music because of what he was accused of. They don't buy it and that kind of stuff, that impact, right? Yeah. Right. That's because we're in the modern day. So when I do look at people who might be role models, I can't help but wonder if they would be role models in today's, like with today's social media behind the scenes thing. Like, would we admire JFK as much as if we knew who he was behind the scenes? Maybe we would, maybe we wouldn't. Um, we, it, it, you don't know because you want to say things like Dr. King, who was also accused of infidelity mm-hmm. and some other stuff. He right. was accused of, of being a little racist himself mm-hmm. and a little angry. And the FBI was, you know, recording him, allegedly recording him with like mistresses he'd mm-hmm. have and stuff like that. So if we knew that today, would he have had the impact, you know, um, uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, a great literary legend, you know that he they wrote about the Raven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was uh, you know married to a really really young cousin, yeah. uh, someone where where we today would probably not celebrate him so much if we knew, you know, what I mean, like so yeah. Yeah, so like, like things like that. So when I do find people who's who's ways I admire when I do look deeper I realize I don't want to be them so they're not like my role model right because I realize and I think that helped me be myself also where mm-hmm. I where I look into these people Mark Twain oh Mark Twain I read so much of Mark Twain Samuel Langhorn Clemens right but you look into his personal life 
not the most admirable thing, some of it. Right. So then you start realizing, oh, no matter who I look towards, Dr. King, uh, Mark Twain, Emerson, Thoreau, all of these people, you dig, dig, dig a little bit and you realize not not the negativity so much as just, not to point out the negativity, but to just realize that, oh, these are all just people right. yeah. navigating, like we we deify them. We make them these incredible people because we didn't know shit about them. Like I wonder how impactful they would be now if we would allow it. Uh, now if we knew some of their personal stuff yeah but you can't just necessarily say no either because here in the united states we elected a president who whether you like him or hate him his past isn't there are some like he's been divorced a bunch mm -hmm. he's had some affairs allegedly and all this stuff like so like him or wherever you are in the political spectrum doesn't matter but in his personal life, there are some unquestionable things that some people would find, you know, uh, distasteful, but it doesn't really seem to affect so mm -hmm. much. So you can't necessarily say, hey, if 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 it were true that Dr. King were cheating and and saying racist things sometimes, if that were true, would would his impact of his work be affected? You don't know. That's interesting. But it's, it's interesting to, to think yeah. about. But back to what you're asking about role models is when I, uh, the reason I don't have a specific role model is because I've done so much research on people I admire and I've come to the conclusion that they're all me. Yeah, I love that. They've all been mm -hmm. medicine for some, poison for others. Mm -hmm. Like they've had, like, like me, they've had times that they've been incredible and sometimes that they were just shitty. Like, and that's just how that goes. And they've all been that. And that's why I wish like the gurus of the day, the gurus of today mm -hmm. would just be like, no, like, no, I've been shitty. Yeah. Like, like that's right. I, like, oh, but they yeah. don't do it. But that's why I appreciate that. I'm able to just be like, no, dude, it's tough. Like I did this because I know this well <clears throat> because I've dealt with it and because I've been it. Mm -hmm. So you've been like, I've been the taker. Yeah. I've been like I've been the the uh, I've been the 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 victim and the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. I, I've been the one who gets used and I've been the one who uses like mm -hmm. I've been right. that. So like I get it and I can say it. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm just perfect. Yeah. And one day you'll all be as perfect as me. No, we're all going to be as perfect as each other, which means yeah. none of us are perfect. We're all complete, but not finished. We're, mm -hmm. we're always refining, improving, enhancing. And if you're not, you are someone who's being poisoned to someone yeah. else. And so you're just learning that. So as far as role models, I don't have role models as far as people. I have role models as far as behavior. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like ways that I want to behave, mm -hmm. like ways that I want to think, hey, I like the way that guy thinks. It's a great perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. How do I adapt that into, into my life? Like how do I take this and 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 make it a part of of my life and so i i know that I, one of our things that i i was reading about some classroom um i love education yeah you know and yes. so with the un we're part mm -hmm. of the literacy and education program so i stay abreast on classroom techniques from some of the great teachers mm -hmm. uh, around the world and one of them was um it was like an article that i that i shared that was about uh, giving kids the option to choose books mm -hmm. 
And so that tells you not only about what they're uh, about, what it's not going to tell you whether they're lazy, not yeah. lazy, whatever. It's going to help you understand what they're interested in. Oh, right. So I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. But of course, once mm-hmm. again, somebody comes in like, I didn't like it because they only got to choose from a few books. And my answer was, don't not like it. There's a study done. We can mm-hmm. appreciate this. The study was done. So take what you like from that study. Say, I like that they got to pick, but I didn't like that they only got to pick a few. Yeah. So take that and apply it to your reality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something similar, but I'm going to let them pick from 100, 1,000. Do whatever you yeah. want. But don't shoot down something because you didn't like an aspect mm-hmm. of it. Take the aspect that you did like that was valid and incorporate it to your life. And that's the way that I do it. Not so much a role model as much as behavioral models that I see. I want to be healthier. I want to be this. So let mm-hmm. me figure this out. Does it does it matter that that the person doing the research is, you know, not a great person? I don't care. Just yeah. right. let me adopt what I like about it and incorporate it to my life. And yeah. I think that's an easier way than to than to pin it on role models. Look at all these people. Look at what like the church is going through now. Right. So the Catholic Church. So raised in New York by Italian Chilean parents. (laughs) I was raised Catholic. Right. But I see like imagine this Catholic Church and everything they're going to and all the people who are who who really pinned like how are they feeling instead of just taking like, hey, listen, it it taught me some good stuff Mm -hmm. about about being kind to others and being friendly and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff. Let me just take that and not be pinned to the fact that the people who were in power didn't really handle it well or conduct themselves in an honorable manner right and and in many ways in a criminal manner instead of being completely shut down from that learn that you don't pin yourself to the whole thing it can't be great Uh, nobody's 100 percent great and anyone who tells you they're 100 percent great run for your life instead take what you did like about it i love the sense of community i love like and incorporate that into your life and and so I, that's the way that I look at role models. So thank you for asking. Who asked yeah. that? That was Angela. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela. I I think that. Wait, there... did I see my buddy Cat ask a question here? Yes, Cat. Cat. All right. So Cat asks. <laughs> Hi, Cat. What are your biggest pet peeves? And mm-hmm. if you could chat with anyone from the past, who would it be? My. Biggest pet peeves. Um, I'm trying to think of what annoys me the most. Because <laughs> um, not a lot of things annoy me, but no. the things that do annoy me, like, dig at my yeah. soul. I think that amongst my pet peeves, uh, cat would be um, the the basic... Con- like, when when gratitude turns to expectation i think that would be my biggest pet peeve Mm -hmm. and you know what's so interesting is i even see it when um when answering social media messages yeah (laughs) so you see how quickly that 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 and it's something that's so subtle but happens so often and maybe because just in general my life is is like a a um uh, is like about giving. Mm-hmm. So you start realizing like when people are taking, but they, they go from saying thank you to where is it? 
like from right. thank you to why didn't you? Yeah. And so in my life in general, private life, it's been something that that's really caught on to me. Mm-hmm. But also in this, it's so interesting now that I'm answering all these messages. So you have some people who went from and who are like re- repeat mm-hmm. messengers, like yeah. they'll they'll repeat. So it'll go from like, uh, you know, if I if I just like whatever they said. Yeah. And so I just, you know, you double click and you like it and it'll go from, oh, my God, thank you so much for taking the time to read my message and liking it. And then other times I might like it and mm-hmm. respond. Thank you. Have a great day. And then another time I might just go back to liking it. Yeah. And the, oh, my God, thank you so much for liking my message turns into only a like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, now how this now didn't make me feel good. Right. Like you read like only like and, and right away my like, what? How do you feel I owe you more than that? Yeah. Like how how are you instantly entitled to more than that? And that's a very small percentage of people, but that is that gradual transition from gratitude to expectation. How many of us have experienced it in, in our relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, you do something nice to help somebody. Oh my God, thank you so much for XYZ. Thank you so much for XYZ. I really appreciate the help with XYZ. And then next thing, it's just there. Oh, why didn't you XYZ? Wait, what happened to thank you so much for? Now it's why didn't you? Dude, if you were to look at relationships and a lot of them like, wow, like how much is just expectation of of certain behaviors? Like how come here you did somebody went out of the way to help you and they did it again, did it again. And the next thing you're like, well, where is it? Mm -hmm. Like what? How did I become from doing something nice to now I have to do this or you're mad at me? That happens in relationships all the time. And I think that's probably amongst the biggest pet peeves. I can't really think of anything that really is is a bigger, for lack of a better term, a bigger turnoff for me. Like I love doing things when people say thank you or show appreciation in some way. Not that they have to, but when they don't, it doesn't inspire me to do it again. Right. You know, so it's it's I'd say like I'd say turn off, which is usually kind of like a it has like a sexual connotation to it but like it's not it's a turn off and just in general like like if 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 thank you turns into why didn't you then unbullshitified boom unbullshitified <laughs> and that's it and if i could talk to anyone from the past who would it be um i would uh I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I would talk to because I think that a lot of the people who I know from the past mm-hmm. and I, I know them through their written work, I feel like cat like like I know the best of them. Yeah. I don't wanna know that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know the best of you. I don't I don't wanna hear your views on you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I i've i've met enough of my heroes and been disappointed <laughs> that yeah. i don't i want to leave you right where you are um so i'm gonna say you know from my past would be i'd sit with sitting on a bench with my mom yeah i like that and and even yeah. that i would mm-hmm. <laughs> i would be this is kind of weird but i would be more curious about like so what happened so when we saw you die, <laughs> till <laughs> till right now, what have you been experiencing? Like, so what's that like? Yeah. I I tell John Edward, like uh, that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would, why isn't anyone just grab a notebook? Like, 
if if someone if if I had some sort of psychic power mm -hmm. and somehow it's like you know it's so and so and I'm here you know I passed away like I instantly grab a notebook and like okay bring it spare me the beautiful <laughs> spiritual universe talk this is what I want to know okay so we all watched you close yeah. your eyes and stop breathing mm -hmm. from there <laughs> Yeah. Start. What did you experience? And go. I'll be writing down. Like, hey, I saw this tunnel and I walked yeah. there. Like, tell me that, or I just, I just went about my day. I've told the story about my mom. What she said. Did I tell that story? I don't but know the, about on air if you have. No. Oh well, I'll save it for yeah. another time. And we do. We'll do like we'll go over like mom on the eighth floor that piece. Yeah, that should and be I'll, a separate. And I'll do like a separate my mom show because that's a crazy story. Dude, this. My mom was Chilean Catholic, man. Mm -hmm. She was like full Dios meal, like prayers, yeah. our father who art in heaven, like the whole yeah. thing, <laughs> sign of the cross, holy water on your head, the whole thing. And then she said some stuff, man, that was right, like when she was kind of one foot in, one mm -hmm. foot out, but said it so mad, like I watched Fear leave her eyes and her whole like she was like no fear. She wow. got a glimpse of something and an understanding of something that she shared with me that just let her fear her fear and her question of what's gonna happen next went away. She was sure of it and she was like it was powerful. So I will definitely yeah. share that. And right now everyone's like, <laughs> no, share it now. I won't share it now because the the, the story yeah. itself requires more respect. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. That. But I think I would sit with my mom and just be like, "So what happened, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. tell me what's up." Um, and, and that's it. And and if if and if I couldn't do that, um, then I would still sit with my mom. And let her ask me any questions about anything she might have missed. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like the other side of that. Mm -hmm. So she's like, wait, hey, what yeah. I missed? Yeah, let me yeah. tell you what you missed. Maybe I'll make her laugh a little bit. I bet you would. Yeah. yeah. Make her laugh a little bit about <laughs> life and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, here, you know, something like that. Yeah. But aside from that, any anyone out like historical figure probably got the best mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, I think so. Because which, which version of them are you getting? Well, yeah, again, so I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but if you, you know, <laughs> history is, is the veil of historical knowledge is really mm -hmm. thin. Yeah. And most of the things you think of the people that you're thinking about isn't accurate. Yeah. It's like they, they hugely depend on your ignorance. But if you mm -hmm. look into those people and historically, not even opinion, you just look into historically, you're like, Oh, <laughs> that's just Ooh. that's there's so, another side to there's the, a tremendous yeah. side that that may actually sway your opinion, which is why they that's not very well known. I, I love that kind of stuff, though. I think it's so empowering to learn something about someone because you're like, wow, that you could be not a, like perfect. a segment in the show, you know, a segment mm -hmm. in the show like like a uh, would they survive social yeah. media today kind of thing no like no one uh, would by the way <laughs> by the way <laughs> yeah, no right one. spoiler alert nobody yeah. would but you don't know because we do have some people who live on the edge who do you know who who do like the 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 um 
that that some of the top celebs what's the um, uh isn't like the who's that really popular celebrity and she got popular for doing like a sex tape right kim kardashian is that it like like so but the whole kardashians are famous now right but i'm saying like so we don't know we yeah. maybe we would say hey a sex tape wouldn't necessarily make you famous but it did and it turned out like these people do have things to contribute to mm -hmm. style to to yeah. culture oh, right. to oh, all yeah, these yeah, things sure. and they, they, they have a tremendous impact but would you have guessed that it would have been through a sex tape mm -hmm. that really propels you to this next level you don't know so yeah. another person might have a sex tape and it completely destroys mm -hmm. their career forever yeah right you know sure. so like like the the, the that congressman <laughs> life is funny right so <laughs> that congressman who took pictures of his penis uh -huh. and like well, yeah. it ruined his career yeah but his name was Wiener. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. First of all, life Poetic. is funny, right? But yeah, like so that guy took a picture of his penis, career over, mm -hmm. career over, ruined, name forever ruined. Um, I don't know anything about the guy other than that's what he was accused yeah. of, and it ruined his career. Uh, so that's what he became synonymous with. And this other one does a complete sex tape and. Family couldn't be more famous. And again, yeah. they have a lot more to contribute. So might this guy, but right. you don't know. But you don't know hit or miss. So yeah. we could go back and say, hey, let's take these these historical figures. And if we were to dig a little deeper and truthful about what their mm -hmm. life, would they have survived social media? Like I'm saying, Edgar Allan Poe. I want to say that he was like married to like his 13-year-old cousin. Yeah, I think yes. that's what I've Like I think he was like Edgar Allan Poe, like he... If he was married, if it's true mm -hmm. that he was married to his 13-year-old cousin, would he be a literature phenomenon, even though his literature was amazing, as we're finding yeah. out with Michael Jackson, with some people, even though his records his still broke all those records, still sold all those albums, still all that stuff, but his the future reputation is forever tarnished for these accusations. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing if it could happen to Michael Jackson. Could it have happened to an Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. And so yeah. that would be curious, like and a fun segment. We'll never it's know, fun. but it'll be yeah. a fun segment to kind of just, it, it It almost goes along with what most people don't know, yeah. Um, but in, in more of a fun mm -hmm. kind of way. Also, so we should consider something You like have that. to be yeah. like famously self-destructive like Bukowski. Right. right. Right, yeah. right, and there are people like that today who are kind of Hitchens. famously Hitchens. Yeah. Hitchens, famously self was brilliant, and at the same time, it was like, it was, it was like the the thing where he was like half in the bag, as they mm -hmm. say, right. during most of his debates. And for me, again, you pull something, you call something from that Hitchens, how devastating and you know, how devastatingly articulate he was in these debates, knowing that he was hammered for mm -hmm. most of yeah. them. <laughs> Bukowski, who would, who would, who wasn't afraid to talk about those dark places, those, yeah. to talk about, mm -hmm. like when I told the brighter the light, the darker mm -hmm. the shadow, wasn't it? And I think I call from that courage. I don't behave the way Bukowski did, mm -hmm. but I've tried. <laughs> and right. I don't behave the way Hitchens is, but mm -hmm. I've tried. But what I did instead was call Bukowski, don't be afraid to talk about, everyone wants to talk about having all the money. Yeah. Don't forget to talk about when they repossess your mm -hmm. shit. Yep. Right. Everyone wants to talk about how great it feels to have all these people around you. Don't be afraid to talk mm -hmm. about how lonely it feels sometimes to have all these people around you. Embrace that dark. The brighter the light, the darker the shadow. So 
yeah, having that. But we should consider having a segment like that of of would they survive yeah. social media today? I think that would be a fun segment and also probably piss a lot of people off. But <laughs> yeah, again, well, again, well, that's up to you. Boom. you. I'm bullshitified. Uh, uh, yeah, just I don't know. It's 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 really empowering to be able to see people for being humans and even the Jesus story, the Jesus story. The, the human parts of him is really great story. Easy. You know? <laughs> oh, wait. It <laughs> goes right back into her trauma. Right no, something like that. Oh, well, something, something like, like that. that. Like something like like, like talking the about human parts the human people. parts or like the, his, the historical parts or the lack of historical parts, whatever it is. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It doesn't have to be Jesus no, I'm the just saying, Christ. I'm just saying the human but, parts of people. <laughs> but it could be, right. it could be anything, it could, including. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just well, you know, it's that too. quote that now that you don't have to be perfect, you can just be good. And I yeah. like that because people have that expectation to be perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? And you're like, okay, everybody's going through this. Everybody. A hundred percent. I think it. that's Everyone's... why we like this show yeah. because you, yeah, I want. Yeah. This isn't a a. Obviously, we're not scripting this. This isn't like something that you're seeing from your your preachers and your masters and preachers mm -hmm. and gurus oh my <laughs> that's you're such not, a good piece you're not seeing that as much as you are um just this is what it is this yeah. is what it is to sit with me at a table at night on a sunday while mm -hmm. there's a blizzard outside right. we're just you know sitting and 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 going over some of this stuff so i think that that's super it's again back to the jump start story like you don't I don't have to teach you how to be a battery. You are already that. You don't have to try to be what you already are. Yeah. I just remind you that, like, hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Like, there's the, the people you admire, just because they didn't write about it, the people you admire went through the same shit. Like, they went through that stuff, and, and, and you're going through it. It's not the end of you either. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of things that you can admire about you in your life, and the things that you feel you can't, good news. You can adjust it. You can make those changes uh, yeah. when you want. Can I do a what most people don't know? Yeah, but gotta do it in the voice. I have to. I don't know what this is for us. Um, uh. <laughs> okay. Well, you, while you go over that, what most people don't know. No. Was that me? Were you doing a me? Yeah. No. It's not most quite the same. Don't go. No, I. <laughs> I, I think that like having a a like what most people don't know in that in that sense, I think that um, how much we don't know about these things, how much we don't know about like the darkness, like so most people will know about Bukowski and mm -hmm. his and his eloquent writings and the way that he touched about romance and the the raw human like nature. But what most people don't know. <laughs> is how much pain comes with that. Mm -hmm. Like how much of that pain comes to that. So if you were to talk about these things, if you were to talk about what these gurus, what these writers, what mm -hmm. the, I think that that human, humanizes them. It humanizes them. And for me, the thing I love doing the most is letting people see that life can be magical, which everybody knows. Yeah. But what most people don't know <laughs> is that it isn't magic. It's that, yes, 
There are ups and downs, and the people that you're seeing is you're seeing their ups. You're seeing the the you know I I, I see um, pictures of people who that was the twentieth picture they took. That's the one you're seeing. The mm-hmm. great one is the one you're seeing. But there are twenty that they took that you're not seeing. Yeah. There are people out there who who are doing that, and you're looking at that. And what you don't know is that they are you. That they're insecure as you. Mm-hmm. That they're doing these things as you. And and just because your life doesn't look perfect like theirs appears to be, you don't realize that theirs isn't either. And having this idea of what most people don't know and would they survive social media days, you don't realize that Michael Jackson was dealing with drug issues. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that right. maybe he was battling and apparently it seemed like he was battling bigger issues than that. Yeah. You don't realize that maybe that was either innate or caused by some sort of trauma. Like you don't realize the people you think are doing so great. And and I think that I'm touched by this so much because people don't realize how much work goes into it. And also having the opportunity to be in the room with the people that most people would want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to be this rich and I want to be like this person. Well, being in the room with those people, I'm realizing like what they they are you. They are you. Their 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 issues are on a different scale than yours. But they are you and they're dealing with what you deal with and they're going about what you're going about and and, and we're 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 doing this. And so I think that having a what most people don't know that has to do with with these things and even taking, like you said, the Jesus story. Mm-hmm taking the, these stories and recognizing like here what most people don't put into perspective is is that that didn't even hit till hundreds of years later yeah right like hundreds it was a, it was a forgotten movement mm-hmm. until literally hundreds of years later and not because you know we could do this as a, what most people don't know most people know Jesus of Nazareth and, you know, the 12 disciples mm-hmm. and all that. And you can do that. And you could say, hey, what most people don't know is that he was one of a bunch of people at that same time who were doing something similar. Mm-hmm. And that kept failing because they were Jews trying to convert Jews. Mm-hmm. And the Jews were fine because the, the, and the Jews didn't have an afterlife or anything. They just, hey, be good, follow these things, and God loves you, and then you die. Mm-hmm. Well, right. it was Jesus and those and those apop- apocalyptic preachers that brought in the sense of that. Jesus introduced eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. Jesus introduced like right. this afterlife and good and bad, right? So, but none of that landed. Jesus himself in the books tried to convince twelve people and couldn't. Yeah, convinced <laughs> twelve, and then one of them turned right. One, yeah. one, one unfollowed. Right. Well, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Um, and then that just kind of went away. Then his brother James had just kind of stuck it out a little mm-hmm. bit. But it wasn't until Paul, instead of bringing that message, so Paul took like more of a marketing approach to it. Yeah, he did. So instead of going, hey, we keep preaching to the Jews and everyone's getting killed. Like <laughs> they, they're not buying this story, man. Mm-hmm. They don't like this story. They don't benefit from this story. Yeah. But those Romans, <laughs> like they have all these gods, they have multiple mm-hmm. gods, and it's super hard to keep them a happy. Follow. We can, yeah, we can. They'll, we can pitch them this idea of the one God, 
and and he kind of repackaged it to go to the Romans and it stuck. Like it's stuck. They like the idea of one God and forgiveness of sins and you can start fresh and you can be baptized new. And like they, the Romans were like, this is so much better. Mm -hmm. And then like in 300 AD, 300 something AD, the Roman emperor, Constantine, this was like kind of like a hubbub in the air. And he was like, let's just, let's just make this the official religion. And he changed it all. He said, because he did two things. He said, number one, Let's make this the official religion. And then they had the Nicene mm -hmm. Council where they picked, because there was a bunch of different books and stuff like that. They were adding on to what were uh, the original, you know, five books of Moses, which is what mm -hmm. the Jewish people yeah. found. So they added all these other books and finally came together with what today we would call the Bible. You know, the, the 27 books of the New Testament. Mm -hmm all agreed upon in this council of Nicene where he took all the religious leaders of the time, put them together and say, this is what we agree. We agree on Jesus. They took the, <laughs> the dates of the pagans, the, the, the sun worship mm -hmm. and, and earth worship were huge there. Uh, he said, so what we do is we take the, those dates. So they took like the solstice dates, mm -hmm. uh, you know, December 22nd is in the, in the solstice because these are all farmers and that kind of yeah. stuff. So, in the solstice um, that was the 22nd and in their belief system uh, the pagans belief system it was the sun dies on the 22nd and then the new cycle the new solstice is is three days later so three days later the sun the giver of life is born right so like we'll take those dates and they, they did very like as, what they knew of astronomy at mm -hmm. the time and correlated the date beautiful and boom modern day christianity is born and so he says this is what we agree on and what emperor constantine did that was vital to this was at the time rome owned everything yeah. what they knew of the world anyway and he said not only is this our official thing it's against the law to believe anything else wow and that's, that's where like you started like destroying any material that was yeah. anti that and made him and, the pope right and well made him the firstly it made what turns out to be the the holy roman mm -hmm. empire they were the roman empire mm -hmm. and then they right. became the holy roman empire and like you had this is where you know clashes and battles mm -hmm. start happening because you had people who kind of believe similar things and different things and their differences but now you made it like no this is the right thing and you know you're either with us or you're not and so that yeah, that crazy. so that was huge, but most people don't know that. Most people don't know that it wasn't really born like modern day Christianity wasn't really even born until three hundred years yeah. after the Christ story, um, which was adopted as like the official story three hundred years later. So very interesting as far as that goes. But again, more great things you can call. Uh, out of that. So I want to do more of that on uh, upcoming shows. Can I do a Steve Reed's? Yes, please. It's not, it's not called a Steve Reed's. What's it called? Didn't you guys say it's called the Steve Reed's? Story time with Steve. Oh, and now it's <laughs> time for story time with Steve. <laughs> We're doing funeral for past relationships, and I like this one. Um, so this one is just a, a, a how a good way to let go and move on. Mm -hmm. I've talked about perspective before and how vital it is because we do not, to date, have time machines. So we can't go back and actually change the event or the situation. The only thing we can do 
is change our perspective of the situation. So do we see the, the, the stumbling block or a stepping stone? The only thing we can do is change our perspective. Mm -hmm. A funeral for past relationships. We've all been there, engulfed in the pain of a dead relationship. The people around us tell us to move on, but how? We feel we need closure and tend to make the mistake of waiting to get it from someone else. It rarely happens. So instead of closure, we are left with pain, sadness, anger, confusion. Wounds that unless dealt with become emotional scars that will later be described as baggage. We need a better way to heal from within it than to wait for someone else to do it. Our usual way makes no sense. Sometimes it's like waiting for the one who stabbed you to also be the one to bandage you. Let's break that cycle. Let's learn a way to be the driving force behind our own healing from within. The relationship died. So how about a funeral? There's nothing like a funeral to bring closure, to think about the good, the bad, the lessons to be learned, and to let go. Let the death of your relationship breathe new life into this new day. Let go, not for them, for you. Let go of it because it already let go of you. Have a funeral for your relationship. Take the time to reflect on what you liked and what you feel you did right. Reflect on the negatives, not with resentment, but with the opportunity to learn. What lesson can you take from the experience of this relationship? What could you have done better? Take that lesson too. Use this funeral to bring closure and, and to take the positives from the relationship. Then wave goodbye. Be grateful for the experience and focus on today. Life is for the living. Love is for the living. Love yourself enough to be nourished by past relationships and allow what you've learned to help you bring out your greatest self. Bitterness and resentment are a bottomless well. They can only be healed by the phenomenon of someone else's sorrow rising to the level of your pain. It never happens. Save yourself endless hurt. When there is a death, there is a funeral. Take the good, acknowledge the life, then bury it and move on. Implement what you have learned as you continue forward in your life. That's powerful soul healing. It's lasting enhancement. It's healthy closure. Have a funeral for dead relationships. Boom. 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 Raise Do we have more stuff? Roof. Are we done? An hour and a half. Woo, woo. Wow. These people are asking a lot of our listeners to give me an hour and a half of their day. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you for sharing. You're already reading our stuff, mm -hmm. and you're giving me a half, an hour and a half to just yeah. yap, 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 <laughs> yap, yap. I really appreciate it. Just know that it comes from, from my heart. Anyone who knows me, who's spent some time with me, knows this is just what it's like to sit with me, and I'm happy that you all sit with me. Wherever I go, whatever city I'm in, swing by, say hi, say I listen, I'm sitting. If you see me eating, come sit and bullshit with me. That's just mm -hmm. what it sounds like, and this is who I am. I want to meet all of you. 
I want to share all of you. I want to I want to take pictures. We want to participate in each other's lives. Um, please give us a five star rating so other people could find this podcast in in the in the uh, the mix of the so many podcasts and entertainment media things that they could find. Uh, maybe they'll find ours. Give us a listen, and and who knows? Maybe synchronicity would have it that I'll say something that they needed to hear and, and, or maybe something, say something that someone they love needed Mm -hmm. to hear. So please give us a five-star rating and share on your social media. Let people know we're here. Let them know what we're about (laughs) and make sure you're only, only interacting with the blue verified checkmark pages on social media. And aside from that, just know I love you all. Be safe, be smiling, big hugs from New York. See you next time.